Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind. My name is Will Fleming and I want to thank you for joining me on my podcast. The idea behind the podcast is that we catch up every week. We talk about things that help stretch the imagination, things that help stretch our perspective and to hopefully blow our minds. I want to blow up the mind and then rebuild it and hopefully that rebuilding will make our mindset stronger, better, more interesting, and just get us out of this clutter, which seems to be this oversimplification of the world around us. I think everyone can agree that the world is very complicated, and there's lots of nuance, and it's very, very difficult to just grab on to any part of life. It seems like we want to, we want to make it black and white to make it more easy, but the thing about life is it's not easy. It is not easy. And as soon as we aim for easiness, I think life comes back and kicks it out of us. And I don't know what to make of that. I don't know why things have to be hard before they get good. <sighs> anyway, so I'm working through my thoughts on this podcast. The plan is to talk to a thousand people and after that, hopefully you've joined me for those conversations. We can work out our worldview, work out what this craziness means. Okay, this episode is sponsored by floatculture.co.nz. So my friends at floatculture.co.nz, they're good people. They specialize in floating. If you're not aware of floating, it is where you jump in an isolation tank and you reconnect with your mind by absolutely doing nothing you turn the lights off and you let the mind take over now the interesting thing about float tanking or float culture is that it's one of the most simple things to do but one of the most hardest things to achieve now what i mean by this is there is no space in life for you to just turn it off the weightlessness the darkness the reconnecting with your mind I don't think that we've had that amount of kind of solitude or individual space probably since like birth, you know, where we were on our own to relax, to feel, to connect. So it's kind of strange that um, we go through our life without really having time to, you know, just let the mind do what it does. And float culture are experts at helping you achieve this. You don't have to have training. You don't have to have any background in meditation, but you get all the benefits if you do the float tank system of meditation and like kind of guru status so check out floatculture.co.nz happy to have them as friends of the podcast and honestly get in touch and get yourself afloat today just a quick shout out as well to uh, my give a little page um, if you don't know i'm raising money to build a mobile podcast caravan studio so I can host this podcast in it so I can go around to schools and teach young students how to make their own podcasts I mean this format now just requires you know a little space a microphone a camera if you want to make a video and an internet connection how cool is that so we need to get more people doing this I have this kind of vision that more people will start podcasting and archiving themselves for future generations it's kind of it's kind of an amazing thing really so yeah that's the two things okay uh, let's whip in 
to this week's podcast. My guest today is Mark Jeffries, and he's a cool dude. I admit to him in this podcast that I got a vibe off him, which is weird, eh? Like, what is a vibe? Is it a kind of chemical chemical thing? Or I mean, what's at play? Are we looking at micro-expressions, and, and you get a vibe off someone? It's kind of like one of those things that you never hear anyone say anymore, eh? Like, he had a good vibe. Maybe that's what I'd like people to say about me. Hey, Will, yo, you got a good vibe. Thanks, man. <laughs> anyway, um, I caught up with Mark and we had a good conversation, a great conversation about the stuff he does at MyCare. That's the company I think he helped found it. He's the managing director. He breaks it all down. But basically, they connect people together. So if you're sick or you need a little bit of support, there's people out there who would like to help, but maybe they can't get in touch with you. My care, the system, helps connect those. And it's kind of taken away this kind of giant formula medical system to bring in it back to humanity, which is what I love and the vibe I got from Mark when I first met him, which is why I asked him to be a guest on the podcast. So we have a good chat and it was an absolute pleasure to catch up with Mark and uh, hear the My Care story. And just to like talk about things that matter, you know, I feel like that's what I really want from this podcast is to talk about things that matter, things that don't oversimplify the world. You know, it's complicated, man. And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people who, you know, thinks they have it on lockdown because personally, it freaks me out how freaky our world is you know the harder I try and think about it the further away an answer goes and I don't know I find that really interesting and I hope you do too so thank you for joining me on this podcast let's get into today's episode of please blow my mind just quickly if you wouldn't mind subscribing to the podcast hitting that iTunes subscribe button and uh, yeah write a review if you could write a review about the podcast that would be cool you could say something like man that will he's got a good vibe <laughs> okay thank you everybody for watching and listening you can watch the podcast on youtube you can listen to the podcast on all of the different links i'm on facebook if you search please blow my mind <sighs> good times team all right enjoy the podcast and we'll see ya in a second with mark jeffries we live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Man, I look huge in this. Sorry. You're closer to the camera, though, aren't you? I, it's like Gandalf, you know. Shall I move back? Just a little guy. I don't want to move forward. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> no, we go. We've got some optical illusions. <laughs> Mark Jeffries, how are you? Good, thanks. Well, thanks for um, entertaining the idea, you know, of being on the podcast. The overwhelming thing that I'm finding doing this type of stuff is that it's quite different. You know, like this is a very structured office, as is all the other offices around here. Mm. And I always kind of get the sense of 
am I doing something wrong by not being the mould? You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever thought about this stuff, but particularly in New Zealand, you know, we're like, we love to be a mould, you know, like be like Richie or Colin Meads or something. And I don't know what the right way is. I, I'm, what I'm hoping for is that the individual triumphs, you know. But anyway, man, um, you'll find in this podcast I go off on little tangents and rants and I'm like, good, because the best part of us can't be nine to five for someone else, you know. And so, yeah, how are you anyway? What's I'm good. I liked <laughs> what you just said there because, um, you know, it's it's about people being their individual selves right right and yeah there are a bunch of systems and their frameworks we work with but uh you know we're all people yeah it all comes back to the human element do you think business forgets that i mean you're in business and that's how i've come across you and and i'm interested you know at what point are you representing your business and what point do you represent you i'm trying to bring the two together and i'm saying if you don't like me you don't like business you know or Maybe it's an illusion. I'm trying to say maybe I look non-professional, but if you give me work, I'll nail it really quick, you know? Yeah. And I'd like to think that's a that's what I would like if I was a boss, you know? Or would I? Well, you know, I think that if you're going to do something, you might as well do something that's meaningful to yourself. Yeah. And hopefully is is for the, the you know, the benefit of others to, to make a difference, right? I mean, the whole point is to is to do do something that you're happy with and you you mm. feel like you you are doing something that's worthwhile. I feel like that's the hardest thing in life though, eh? You know, it like, is. And yeah. and we're so well trained now that we'll say things like, obviously it's not good to be depressed or to be unhappy. But no one really talks about breaking that down at well, what do you mean? Hmm. Is a bad day of me waking up the same as me feeling like I'm mourning over this life every day, you know? And I I guess the answer always is, well, it's complicated and it's intense and it's this nuanced thing. But, I mean, do you feel like we live in a world that's prepared to, prepared at all to deal with those things? You know, like what is bloody happiness and, and how do we measure this stuff? Is it an algorithm on Facebook? Is it the amount of dollars in your bank? Or is it coming in, interrupting you and podcasting? For me, big, that is Big issues, big yeah. issues. Well, <laughs> I hope not too big. But I think it's personal. You know, everybody's different. That's that's the beautiful thing about the human condition is yeah. it's it's unique. There mm. there's uniqueness. But you know, it's not perfect, and you can't you know you can't have a perfect world. And I think it it really comes down to just trying to you know do your best every day. And um, and you know, it's when you break things down to simplicity to the simple things. Mm. That I think that's really the easiest easiest way to go about it. It's funny in my world. Um, what you're here to talk to me about some of that is mm. I really, really enjoy and have for many, many years enjoyed making things that are really complicated, quite simple. Right. Right. And, you know, once upon a time, I did tax law. True. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> right. And I actually went into tax law because the only thing I knew about tax was how to spell it. Right. right? And, and I didn't know anything about it. That sort of, I don't know, that beckoned me to get in there and demystify that thing. Mm. And, you know, five years later, I pretty much stopped doing tax law because I understood it. Yeah. And it had its own language and it had its own, you know, algorithms and it had its own stuff and framework. Mm. But once you got in and you understood it, you demystified it, 
it's kind of simple. True, true. And, you know, the same thing can be said about a lot of technology stuff. You know, mm. it looks really complicated and people are so affronted by it. It's got, God, that's so complicated. Yeah. But actually, it's not that complicated. True, true. You know, but it presents as complicated. Yeah, And yeah. so social issues also the same and, you know, community issues also the same. Mm. Really complicated, so much nuance, so many, you know, individual pieces to the puzzle but you can break stuff down and some stuff can get to its essential best. Yeah. And if you can get to that point, like that drives me, I'm, you know, I'm unashamedly really interested in cutting through stuff that makes things hard right. to make them easy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm stoked you've said that because that's exactly, I don't know, we've only had one or two chats before podcasting and that's exactly what I picked up on and I don't know what I'm supposed to make of that what does that mean that I can pick that up from you and you don't have to describe or it's not on your LinkedIn page you know it's mm. like I don't know what to do with that information in this world because I don't think I'm this world particularly rewards you for that you know it's more it's something else but okay so you talked a little bit about the tax stuff so let's kind of go through the bio of how and what you get up to today because I'm, I'm genuinely interested let's forget the bio and just go to what I get up to today because <laughs> okay, who cares really okay. you know, a bunch of complicated stuff over <laughs> a number of years uh, brought me here and 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 here is a a business it's called my care and it's and people say oh you're in the health business mm. actually we're not we're just True. in the people business we're in the connect peoples with each other business it's like human to human connection no it's not tinder it's not like that <laughs> it's um you know it but it's what we're trying to do is we're trying to you know deliver a warm human body to somebody uh who needs it mm. and and similarly the person who is that warm human body, and I'm not trying to objectify them, um, that person also probably really wants to care or does care. So what we do is, um, you know, you let people who need support find somebody who's offering support. Okay. That's essential. Wow. Basic. That is. And... Is there lots of people doing this, or you yep. guys? Yep. Yep. There's about fifteen thousand in the last year and a half, or couple of years that we've been going. Yep. And what we're doing is initially we're we're focusing in the home care space. And home care is it's a really interesting thing that I didn't know about it. I didn't know anything about it, home care at all, mm. until my parents were getting old. They're both now passed away, and I started to get involved in their care and. Man, I found it complicated. It was like another one of those systems. It was like the tax system. It was like technology. Yeah. You know, navigating the health system around home care and support mm. for me was like a jungle. Right. And I thought, man, I can understand pretty complicated things, but I found it hard. Mm. And I found it uh, really unnecessarily difficult. You know, and and there was too much jargon and there was too much sort of vested knowledge and incumbency and mm. and stuff and i just wanted to cut through it and say man this isn't what what we're looking for we're just you know just looking for somebody who can come and you know give my mum some company or mm. or or shower my dad or you know or something something pretty essential right yeah what yeah. why do you think it's not natural for us to do that by default well, I think it is natural, and that's the thing is right, that true. this use. You know, yeah. people have been doing home support, you know, for as long as there've been people, yeah. and usually it was the Farno family mm. doing it, right? 
the the difficulty is you know we're in the 21st century and our lifestyles have changed and mm. you know we we're, we're way past like the urban drift you know where the rural to urban drift where you know there's these sort of dislocations and and people move away from family and so on now we're in generation after generation of urban living that leads to its own circumstances then we overlay that with technology mm. and We've got a world where people are so digitally connected. Right. You know, you come to, you come here today, you walk down the street, and everybody's looking at their phone. You're 100%. on a bus, everybody's looking at their phone. Yeah. You're anywhere, and everybody's looking at their phone. Everybody's digitally connected. Mm. What are they doing on that phone? Right. A whole bunch of stuff yeah. that's, that could be really good or, or not. But are they personally connected, or are they personally isolated? Right. A lot of people are digitally connected and personally isolated. You know, I am what I am if I have... You know, 342 likes, mm. and and if if so, what's all this this endorsement and looking at all these these sort of other people's lives and pictures of their food or their this or their that, and you're thinking, okay, but but is that the essential thing that I need as a human being today? Mm. Is that hitting me in a way that I need as a, as a human? And am I connecting with somebody in a human? Right, right. And I think that that's that's a that's what stands us apart. We are human beings. We connect humanly. Mm. And I know I'm using that word a lot. Sorry about that. But No, it's good. Um, it's probably not used enough in general. Quite, it's quite essential, you know. Oh, and it, 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 it's so – it gives me hope to think that we can have these conversations about that because overwhelmingly in my world, when I'm not talking like this, maybe what happens here in your space is you talk about this and you're trying to work out the difference between feeling connected and actually being connected. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think of the person driving in the car now and they're like, man, I'm stuck in traffic and this sucks. And um, there's this weird connection that we are coming to people via a satellite and, you know, and so there's something cool there. But I guess it's it's the human struggle, right? Trying to find the balance of yeah. once you've overcome having a full stomach, What's the rest of the world got to offer, you know? And mm. I don't, I don't, I kind of don't know those answers. And maybe it's fine to never know that stuff. But, you know, I guess the goal for me and, and hopefully for lots of people out there is to say, well, I have committed to being part of the society, which mm. means I work, I pay taxes and all that stuff. But at the same time, what's the, what's the other small things I can be doing to, um, you know, help? And it sounds like maybe one of those things is, you know, if you don't need help yourself, look to people who do and yeah, offer, exactly. your, offer your support. And that's the thing is is that technology and, you know, the modern stuff that we've got goes a long way to, you know, improving quality of life and doing a whole lot of things. But we've got people who are lonely. Mm. Um, technology doesn't, you know, clean the toilet floor, right. you know, when somebody has an accident mm. in there. A technology doesn't help me get up the stairs if I'm struggling with that, mm. or go to help me get to the letterbox to see if there's a letter, even though there's not many letters <laughs> yeah. these days. But you know what I mean. Uh, and and so the thing is that uh, it, I cringe whenever I see all of this this sort of health stuff talking about you know it's it's all it's all robots and it's all mm. technology. Yeah, there's a place for all that stuff. You know, for for catching your vital signs and mm. monitoring you remotely and all that sort of stuff but there's no replacement for you know somebody to put their arm around you and lift you out of bed yeah you know or make sure you don't fall mm. when you're going to make a cup of tea or having a cup of tea yeah or anything like that yeah and so these are the things that we are facing as our demographic ages and 
and people who are older, and whether they're tech savvy or not tech savvy, older people, they need human interaction, yeah. right? And they may be remote from their family or whanau. Uh, and so that's just a fact of how we live these days. Yeah. So what are, you, what are we going to do? We're going to ignore them? We're going to give them a robot to talk to? Right. Or, you know, no, we're going to support people. And the other thing is you don't just chuck them into some residential facility, you know, into some rest home or some other place. You know, home is where they live, okay? Why can't they live there longer? Mm. Why can't they live there happily with, you know, people visiting? Why can't they eat there? Why can't they be warm there, mm. right? And, and that makes people live better, healthier, happier, less mentally stressed or isolated lives. And there are literally hundreds of thousands more of us, and I'm going to be one of them soon, <laughs> who are going to be in that position. Right. So that's just the old side of the uh, older side of, of what you know mm. we're trying to address because we can see it's like a tsunami coming down the pike, and you got to mix my metaphors there. Sorry about that, but <laughs> um, you know you're going to have to address it. Yeah. And and I don't think it's technology that is the answer. I think it's an enabler. You know, it allows people to connect humans better that's right. that's the gig here yeah let's use technology imagine the power and the resource out there in the community that we've got it's unmatchable yeah it's huge yeah you know all the power and resource in you to do something and me and everyone okay and i think that if you bet on human nature you win yeah well <laughs> i'm hoping that i'm really hoping that mm. i feel like lots of people don't feel that way though mm. do you kind of think that we've lost something okay so i don't want to go down a path that's kind of confrontational and stuff for us but i spend a bit of time thinking about what um i guess i should state my position mm. so i don't really know what happens after you die mm. right i'm mm. not really prepared to say i believe or don't i certainly do believe in something that uh you know like a, um when you're dancing What's happening there? Why are we feeling this? If we just meet sex, why is it not just about sex, food, and fighting? You know, mm. why, why are we crying in a cinema when we know it's not real? Mm. But there's some frequency that uh, I can't explain that, and I think that's what humans are always trying to work out. Like I don't get it, but it feels magical watching a sunset or something like that. So I feel like, and this is just my opinion. You know, I don't mean to pee anyone off, but whatever. Uh, I'll get better as I get older, I guess, at being more grumpy and having a stronger opinion, is that we are trying to kind of erode things that we don't understand to scientifically prove everything now, you know? And right, if you right. can't see it, if you can't feel it, if you can't measure it, then it doesn't exist. And I guess what I'm trying to babble my way through is to say, where does that human connection, where, how do you measure that? You know, how do you find your client and say, is it, you know, several questions which are, overall happiness and then what does that mean for investment what does that mean for government what are we genuinely trying to um how are we trying to make meaning of this stuff in numbers and research you know what i mean man i don't know what you mean <laughs> yeah good i don't know what i mean <laughs> i mean i know some of what you mean yeah, yeah, i, mean, I yeah. get some of what you mean i don't yeah. know the answers to any of those yeah, questions good, those good, are good, good questions yeah but yeah. yeah you could have a side business my answers <laughs> yeah. my care my answers my care i think i'd had a different point but i got lost when i started freaking out started about to go down the you know whole belief side and the, the best I can do is what are we something like episode 8 and mm. I thought to myself well do a thousand episodes 
and then see if you can form your worldview. Yeah. You know, something like talk to or be around a thousand humans. Don't mm. just sit on your computer, mm. which is a fun thing to do, you know, and, and I've worked out how to do it because I do that for my job and I can quite easily say to my wife, you know, she's got to do a bit of work and I'm, you know, scrolling through Facebook and all that crap. You know what, you said, one of the things that you said though was, was like, you know, we're looking for the answers and we're looking for it in, in data and we're mm. looking for it in like science or mm. something, you know, to, to give me the answer. But you know, can you really ever find that answer in those ways? You probably can't. But, but one of the things that I think is really important is to, you know, let, let people be people. Yeah. Right. People can be people without technology or without stuff. Right. They can be people. And you go anywhere in the world and you meet people, and you you know you have a, the ability to to have a, this exchange with people. Right. You know maybe it's like dogs on the beach or, mm. or, or 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 people you know in in a public setting or you know in a private setting, but people can connect. Like humans can connect. Mm. You may not speak the same language. You may have nothing that's that's common in terms of your upbringings or your experience. Right. But you're a human, and you can communicate, mm. and you feel all the things you were saying. You know, mm. I can. I feel. I cry. I. I laugh. Mm. I. I have these these emotions, right? And so, the the point is, I think, to let people interact. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Good interactions, good. Bad interactions, really damaging. Yeah. You know, good, bad, these are all really simple concepts. Yeah. But if you let people do it, one thing I'd like to say here about what we're trying to do is, see, we come in and we just let the people do it. Right. You know, we're kind of like the people's platform. Yeah. You go and, you know, trade me as a people's platform. Mm. Go in and do your stuff, you know, and do it in your own way and whatever. We're, we're kind of the same. So... People go in, they meet, they, they physically meet. It's not an online gig. Mm. You know, you find people, you, you say what you think you, you need or you want or you're looking for and where you are, what your age is, maybe what language you speak, um, the things you like, and you're looking for somebody who's going to come into your home, right? That's really important, mm. your home, and help you. Okay, so when you do that, you're the boss, right? It's your home. It's not the government's home. True. You know, and so you don't want some government person that they appoint to come and see you. You want somebody that you figure that you kind of happy to have them in your home, mm. your home, your castle, mm. and and your fortress. You know, so you're you're giving something of yourself when somebody comes right. into your home to help you mm. in your terms, in your place. True. And so if you can if you can let that you know proliferate mm. because it's been taken away from us see what we're what we're about is home support and it's not clinical it's not medical right you know washing somebody in and know a little bit about you know how to maybe help with falls or stuff if that's relevant mm. but maybe it isn't yeah. it, so it's just the stuff that we've been doing as humans for three thousand years for ourselves anyway mm. and if my family couldn't do it you know i got a friend or somebody or somebody you know, we're the best judges and trainers and arbiters of what that is when it's done well. True. There's no bloody rule or standard or, you know, I know the government and, and, and you know, this is probably heresy because, you know, <laughs> this has been taken over by institutions. Yeah. It, it, you know, medical and health-related institutions, the way of delivering all that stuff is top-down. And I know you talked to Lance O'Sullivan, who's got great views about how to sort of dismantle some mm. of that. And... 
and so what happened was this home care idea suddenly became something that had to be delivered, you know, like institutionally. Mm. But it never has been, ever. And so people say, oh, you know, you're disrupting the home care you know, industry. And I say, well, that's giving a bit too much credibility to the businesses who are doing that now because, you know, we haven't done it like that for 3,000 years. Mm. It's like a 1990s MBA bloody answer to True. home care. Oh, let's have corporate delivery, you know, <laughs> yeah. top down. Well, that's not real, man. Mm. That's not what people have you know, done. Burn. And so it, what, it, what that does is that makes people vulnerable. Yeah. It doesn't actually help people, in right. my opinion, because it takes away all their agency and all of their participation. It's done to them. Yeah. And what I'm saying here is not new. People in the disability sector, they get this all day long. You know, they say, don't come in and do care to me, right? I'm a participant in this. Yeah. It'll be done on my terms. Yeah. I know what's best for me, mm. pretty much. So we'll do it this way, please. Okay, and so historically, it's just in the last. It's it's only fifty years old, maximum. This idea of you know doing home care to people. Right. It's not how it's done. Yeah. So we're saying, let's just change the game here. The people who are old or have a condition, maybe have mental health issues, yeah. maybe have a maybe have a disability, these people are not fundamentally vulnerable. They're capable, mm. as are the people around them. Let's work with that instead of putting them in a box, institutionalising them in their own homes and saying, we know what's best for you. That's so cool. So it's a change the game. Yeah, man, that's so cool. That's why I say it's the people's platform and the approach is let's give the power to the community. So we overlay the tools on the community and let them go for it. Yep. And if they do that, and I know that every day and every night, people are connecting, finding what they want, and just doing it themselves. And we, because we're a, a digital company, we can see all of that data and all that wow. stuff. And we can see the result of that power. Yep. And you cannot create that power. The power exists, you're just tapping it and enabling it. Dude, I feel How's that? rough. So pumped right now, it's just like exactly the, you know, there's a, all I was hoping for is to feel this type of explanation and it makes total sense and it's where my head's at, you know, it's about that simple giving back. Now I'm going to ask you a favour, we're, sure. tw we're 20 minutes in and I, I want to know if I can quickly throw to an advert and then come back and ask you one or two more questions. Sure can. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a little break here, uh, enjoy the little advert I've made for our sponsor, Float Culture. Have you done floats before? No. Oh, maybe we should go for a float. Uh, if you're interested in uh, floating and um, sensory deprivation, check out floatculture.co.nz. But I've made this little ad for you, so you don't have to sit here and watch my guest awkwardly be patient as I plug my own stuff. Okay, see you in a second. We think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. 
Okay, Mark. So you're yep. you're working and you're getting paid. So I better not take up because you know you, you've given me your lunch hour. Um, we were talking briefly while the advert was running about uh, this idea of you know giving back to the community, being paid for it. I wondered if you could frame it up a little bit of our conversation. Yeah, sure. Like um, I was talking before about you know giving people support and um, it's like in their homes mm. uh, or in their community and you know we do that all the time and and there are there are people that you'll know and maybe you, you're one of them who volunteers and you know does all sorts of things um but i can see a, a future where maybe things are a little bit more structured than that where you can actually you can actually connect people who who do need support in in the community with people who can give it mm-hmm. and it may be like a part-time thing or you know it may be a, a um not not your everyday everything thing but it could be meaningful to you right. meaningful work right yeah. and and you, when you do that you're doing a couple of things um so you're building what you know all the people out there like to call community resilience mm-hmm. right and also personal resilience because you're, you're creating connections Mm. like connections are strength you know it's sort of like a spider's web you know how strong they can be to carry a spider it just creates all these connections Mm. and connections inside a community are quite they're quite powerful things and so what we what what we see is possible is you know creating all of those connections maybe rewarding those connections as well if that's the work you 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 want to do you should be paid for it you're creating a service that's actually a huge hugely valuable service Mm. it's like fence at the top not ambulance at the bottom of the cliff true maybe somebody's going through hard times you can talk with them maybe they're older or maybe they're disabled or something and so what we can see is is that all of this funding that's done for institutional sort of you know stuff could actually be dispersed through the community and so you could imagine every community in New Zealand we need to get another you know 30,000 people who can assist older people in their homes here's a great example of how you could do that you can make those connections the people choose who's doing the connecting uh, and then you know that hour of service could be rewarded Mm. and it's a really really valuable investment for a government to make mm. you know a government that spends you know well over a billion dollars a year on home support services think about how that could be delivered better and differently and you empower people in the community and you you give people meaningful work and you reward them for it well that's economic growth you know it's one of the best regional economic growth strategies i could ever see true think about it. that's truly a regional yeah. economic strategy it's like a real life facebook hey eh? except the likes are real yeah yeah and your yeah. followers are real <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a real uh yeah. oh, i just blew my own mind cool yeah, yeah. Cool. um um okay so i'm thinking now i'm gonna give you just give yeah. you an example of yeah. that like um one of the the guys who who works here with us is a guy named sam johnson i got a lot of respect for sam he mm. used to be New Zealand, young New Zealand of the year or something. He started that volunteer army in Christchurch right, after the earthquakes, right? right? Yeah. So Sam he- is the head of our community, and um, he he brings to us um, this this vision that we share, which is, man, all of that resource in the community, you know. But why only tap into it when there's a natural disaster? You know, yeah. everybody's helping and doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why can't we sort of bottle that? every day 
across, you know, dispersed across people mm. in every community, absent a natural disaster, and release that, yeah. and reward that, yeah. and encourage that, and enable that. And so that's the kind of, that's the kind of big picture, mm. you know, community knitting that we're trying to achieve here. I love it. What can people do today, Mark? So someone's in the car and they're on the way to work or they're sitting in the office watching the YouTube link because you know you should be doing work but you're bummed yeah. out. Um, maybe that person who's like, I'm in an office connected with people but not really, we're in our cubicles, we're bummed out. What Does the MyCare site kind of help for that or is that their own personal journey? That's probably a more personal journey, but I'd encourage them to go and do something about it. But, yeah. you know, my care is really around um, that whole group of, of people and their families out there in the community who actually need, you know, genuinely need need something mm. to, to help their day, you know, a little bit better and to get them through and to, and to let them maybe just uh, have a better experience at home, you know. Home is the important feature of what we're doing right, right. now. Because think about it, we're aging longer. You know, we're, we're living longer and aging. Um, so you're going to spend more time at home if you're not in an institution mm. or a facility. So that's at home, right? When you go to hospital these days, like you know, whatever the procedure is, you know, mm. you're out of there, man. Mm. So you're recovering at home. True. If you if you've got a disability, you're living independently at home. Yes. You know, wherever home is, you're living independently with with your disability. You've got a long-term condition, could be diabetes or something. You're living at home in your community. You're trying to manage it. All of this stuff means that the home is actually a focal point now mm. for a lot, of, a lot of support that needs to be kind of brought to that place. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, and, and mostly people who live in homes live around a whole lot of other people in homes. So there's the natural point mm. of where that support can come from. Um, um, so if you wanted to give back, do the hour of volunteer or possibly mm -hmm. go down the paid um, you know, reward, which seems like a very cool kind of job if you're actually helping, does MyCare help that? Yep. Or is it, okay, so that's where I meant they could log on, they could have a look, f start the information, you know, start yep. thinking about um, how to get this meaning thing, right? Because we're just talking about it and it feels very meaningful. Mm. And, and actually, like, if you're going to sit, if anyone's going to sit there and try and argue against it, like get out of here you know this is this is this is the meaning of it that's why old and young that's probably some awesome plan you know one looks after the other and then it reverses yeah, um, exactly which is scary that we don't think that by default now maybe we do but certainly it's um that's mixed you know there's a frequency kind of imbalance there okay uh i feel like this could be interesting my care not um you know, to, to kind of add in, say, the youth, you know, what does it look like to have someone hanging out in real life, you know, where it's not just this digital friendship? Um, mm. Maybe it's a balance or, you know, maybe that's what school should be. <laughs> maybe school is that, you know, my care in, in school or something like that. Okay, uh, final question I have for every guest is what's one moment in your life where your mind was I call it blowing but I guess what that means is you couldn't wake up the next day and look at the world the same that um, things were just different because of a piece of information or an experience wow yeah dude <laughs> you've been asked that question before no <laughs> no a, I haven't yeah I think um, yeah probably um, birth of my children mm. you know it'll 
life will never be the same. Yeah. Life never has been the same. Uh, fantastic. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, a good thing because it makes you sort of stop and realise, okay, you're not the centre anymore. Dude, that's, that's so true. And <laughs> so I that'd be, that's an easy one, probably. Look, and, and we live in the 1% of the awesomeness in the world, and we're lucky, and, mm. and, and I mean, that comes with its own other side. But And there's a deep conversation about what does it mean to be the lucky ones, hypothetically. But I love that you picked that as your answer. Not like you know. One time I was looking at the pyramids, or you know, because oh, yeah. because there's a there, when yeah. you were to say that online top ten experiences, mm. you know, you can think of a hundred and one different things that are not about watching your partner sound like she's dying. Mm. You know, having the realization that you are not really in control and you've got to keep this help keep this little thing alive. So it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's a nice answer, and it gives me a lot of hope. I I try not to get too over the top, you know, but I do feel um, like there's hope after these chats. Not that there is not hope, but it's just like, come on, we've got to do a little bit more to. Uh, it's like stop going to the gym and just working out the physical, you know, me- mental stuff too. Like go and chat to a person you've only met once. Yeah. And 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 we've kind of done our own mic here today. Wow, I just little dogs looking at me it's amazing (laughs) he knows she knows uh mark i'd like to thank you for joining me on the podcast is there kind of a um something you'd like the uh, audience to do if they're going to search online should they visit the mike site is that helpful or oh absolutely i mean you know if there's somebody you know or if you yourself need some kind of support then you know look at mike it might be a solution for you there's lots of different solutions out there or if you want to help somebody and you want to do that on a paid or a voluntary basis, then also go to MyCare. So um, we're, because of the way that we're set up, we cover the whole of New Zealand, um, and uh, so you can basically use MyCare in any community across the whole of New Zealand. Awesome. Can we okay. end, end with a high five? Cheers. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Just quickly, before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. (sighs) So let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified, chicken nugget type content of one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio. And thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up, and invite you on a road trip of ideas that will blow your mind. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? 
If the answer is yes, 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 then please click on my Give a Little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.